0: Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we help you discover innovative startups in the outdoor sport industry. Join us as we tell the story of brands who are paving the way for the future of outdoor sports. And here's your host, Josh Salvo. Hey Ready Yeti Podcast listeners. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to shine the spotlight on our membership program. With it, you can get up to 50% off our brands, discover dozens of new innovative outdoor startups, receive first access to new products. Gain access to ambassador programs for over 50 of our startups and receive first access to purchase demo and trade show gear at 30 to 60% off. Head to slash members to sign up.
1: Today we uh, have the pleasure of sitting down with Bubba Albrecht, um, the co founder of Giver Gloves, or Giver, I'm sorry, a lifestyle a brand that focuses on apparel. Um, They offer things uh, from shirts to hats to uh, mid-layers to their most recent uh, introduction of the Four Seasons Giver Glove, which is uh, Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. It uh, recently just came out. They did a Kickstarter for it and raised over $224,000. You can use it all seasons of the year, summer, winter, fall, and spring. So I want to Thank you both for taking the time to uh, chat with us. You bet, Josh.
0: Really excited, uh, pumped to be a part of it, and and uh, open the doors of the
1: the Giver Garage and tell you all about it. For sure. So yeah, with that, let's let's jump right into it. Tell us the story of Giver. You know, how did it all start?
0: For sure. So um, I originally grew up, uh, or not originally, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but spent a lot of time in northern Ontario. My younger years and have since uh, go back every year and uh, spent a lot of time in a small town um, that uh, used the term giver that I was uh, accustomed to when I was younger and became a part of my vernacular, uh, meaning to, you know, go for it, give it your all. It's like a a powerful kind of colloquial term uh, that that just had this great energy to it, um, and meaning if you're going to, giver you were going to do it right. Uh, Kind of the opposite of half-assing something. Um, So that became a part of, you know, something I grew up with. And um, the way that the brand came to be, um, I have for now about eight years been taking kayaking, canoeing, fishing expedition up into that same area. um, And on the, including like friends and family, anywhere from like two to 10 other people on an awesome like outdoor uh, wilderness adventure. And on the fifth year of that trip happening, uh, there were four other guys and myself, uh, they were all coming from Jackson, Wyoming. Um, so this being the fifth year, I was really excited. Um, I decided, I was like, hey, maybe we can make some hats as like, you know, kind of a commemorative takeaway for the trip. Um, and as a thank you for all the work that goes into it, and it takes a lot of effort and planning to bring it all together, so, uh with the help of one of our co-founders, Carly Platt, um, we sat down and put together combining this term that these guys were going to be exposed to, giver, uh, with um, you know, our hometown of Jackson and the Tetons. So we played around with ways to combine those and ended up with a hat that had the silhouette of the Tetons and then the term giver and gave the guys the hat and we had an epic trip, uh, caught a ton of fish. Um out in the middle of nowhere. It was just beautiful. Uh, when we came back from this trip, uh, we all were proudly sporting our hats. And um, I was stopped, uh I mean, every time I wore the hat, someone would ask me, hey, what's the story with that? What's give or mean? Uh, and I'd explain it to them and kind of the history of the trip. And uh 99% of the time, it would result in, well, that's sweet. Can I buy one? And <laughs> uh answered, I was like, no, that's awesome. But unfortunately, it was just something we did for Know, for a trip, but, you know, thanks for the support, that's rad. Um, and then, but that continued to happen to myself as well as the rest of the guys on the trip, um, and after, you know, a couple months of it, um, it was kind of like staring me staring in the face of like, hey, dude, this is like a really cool, like, amount of support that people don't really have to, that there's no reason for them other than being genuinely excited and like connecting with the term uh, and the logo in general. Um, that like maybe there's something here. So at that point, again, the designer um, Carly Platt and myself, and then we got together with another friend here in Jackson, Jed Mickel, came together and had a few talks of, "Hey, do you guys, do you guys want to try and make something of this? Uh, see if we can't create a lifestyle uh, brand that that really has that philosophy and in that term kind of ingrained in it of you know, inspiring others to give it their all and, and pursue their passions and." Uh, that was, uh, December of 2011, and by March 2012, we had launched the website with a total of, uh, two shirts and two hats, and, uh, we had busted our butts, but learned a ton and how to figure it all out, and that was where it all started.
1: That's really awesome. I love the fact that you had that product validation before you guys even started, just people asking you, you're like, where did you get that? That, that's, I think, is really... (laughs) really cool. And I think the, the story behind the name is really important. A lot of brands don't do that or don't have that, or at least it's not as well known. And with you, with Giver, it's like front facing. It's like right there. This is what we're about. And I think that's, that's really awesome.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely wasn't uh, something that we had been strategizing for years and trying to figure out. Um, but it was, again, that genuine support and interest um, of, of something that we were doing that, you know, we loved doing, which was going on this trip and taking on an adventure. Um, it was, it was too big of a, you know, billboard to, uh, to just walk past.
1: Right, right. So what, what was, what's your background? What were you doing at the time for a living? What, what did you, what sure. did you study in school? Um,
0: this is a great question. So I, uh, studied civil engineering and economics in school and was uh I ended up graduating in a pretty tough time for engineers uh, in 2008. So, right, unfortunately right. the job market wasn't phenomenal um <laughs> but I did I did have the chance to work a number of uh kind of odd jobs all over in Midwest and East Coast uh as well as here in Wyoming. Uh and for the past I guess the five years before that, I had been working at uh, Teton Valley Ranch Camp, uh, an outdoor adventure camp for kids uh, that's based out of Jackson here. Um, And I ended up working uh, a few summers while looking for other jobs and then actually got a full-time position with the camp uh, where I was uh, working to, you know, recruit kids and travel around the country and talk about the camp. Um, So then Jackson became my home in 2009. Um, And... So I did, I was doing that for about three and a half years when, um, when we started Giver. And it, again, it was very much like kind of a on the side thing, like a, a second job, uh, where we were just having fun with it and just pushing ourselves to learn what it would take to start a lifestyle brand. Um, right. So that, that, uh, continued. And that was the same for Jed and Carly, uh, the other co-founders at, it was, you know, the, well, let's meet at 7 p.m. and work until 2 a.m., uh, and do that <laughs> for three months to try and figure it out. Uh, and a lot of like, ooh, we have to file as an LLC. What does that mean? Okay. I'll take care uh, of that. Uh, Carly, you figure out what the heck a merchant account is. Um, and <laughs> Jed figure out what we need to do, you know, to, to get our first design up and running and, uh, start communication with vendors and, So, I mean, the to-do list was, like, 1,000 pages long. But it was, again, cool for us to, you know, attack it as a team to say, like, we don't know it, but let's figure it out. And, yeah, we're going to be doing it after our other jobs. But uh, we we all kind of agreed that it would be worth, you know, taking on the challenge.
1: That's really awesome. So there's three of you. The co-founders consist of yourself, and you mentioned, I'm sorry, what were their names? Uh, Carly Platt and Jed Mickle. Okay, so when you, I guess well, my question is, between now and then, what would you say, how have your roles sort of changed and matured, I guess, from the beginning to the present or where Giver is now? For sure. So um, a big,
0: um, you know, our, when we originally got together to start things, uh, we all agreed that it'd be, okay, like, hey, let's put in uh, you know, whatever, uh, I guess investment or cash that we're able to, to like give this a try. But it wasn't going to be, okay, like, hey, let's quit our other jobs because, you know, it's probably right. like the cheapest place to live here and we, we didn't really have that ability. So it was kind of just like adding to our plates. Uh, so we started off with, um, able to put in $1,200 as a, as a group. And that was kind of the bare bones of what we could do. And also, uh, we try to keep it as low as possible because we just wanted to give it a shot. It's like, let's do whatever we can to give this a try. And if for some reason it doesn't work, people don't connect to it, or that connection that we thought was there isn't there, then we will have you know, spent uh, that money and we will have learned a ton in those months preparing and starting a business, but it wasn't going to be like a make or break type thing. So, but that said, it, it, it was a struggle from the beginning, you know, having that capital limitation, uh, but then also, uh, it made, you know, we had to have the hunger. It wasn't going to be the kind of thing where we could just kind of sit back and relax. It was like not only do we have to launch a lifestyle brand in a very competitive industry, but we had to do it, <laughs> we had to do it with two t shirts and two hats and, uh, yeah. you know, twelve, twelve hundred dollars. So, it, we were right. up against a, you know a serious challenge, but uh, again, it was um, something that we all kind of committed to and saying we just take it one step at a time. if we can you know advance to the next level, then we will. and so that was kind of the, the start of the, the baby stepping process. Um, now over time having to work two or three other jobs uh, definitely, Um, you know, over two, two and a half years became um, very challenging. And, you know, as we grew, um, we, you know, needed more and more inputs and time with Giver. So, you know, that that definitely uh, started, you know, to, you know, come up between us as far as like, okay, I can't commit 80 hours a week anymore. So what do we need to do? Um, And learned a ton in that process too of just making sure that we were always communicating and ensuring that we were you know on the same page and that uh we continue to push forward but with clear expectations and as a result uh it was last spring and summer that you know carly's road took her down to salt lake city and jed ended up um headed back to the east coast of boston um and like, that was a big transition for the company. Um, but, again, it was something that we learned a ton in having those discussions and making sure that, uh, you know, the company had the opportunity to keep growing and moving forward um, as well as, you know, making sure that everyone was happy with, you know, this the setup of the company.
1: Right. That's awesome. So you guys are your remote partners.
0: Um, yes, and there. I mean, with that said, there the roles have changed a good amount. Um, they're, I would say, um, you know, connected with the company, but as far as their other work goes, um, that that has been or become their their main commitment. Um, and okay. again, okay. you know, that that was a big a transition for us, um, and. Uh, also an opportunity to say, like, okay, now, you know, we have fewer resources. What do we need to do to, to move forward to ensure that, you know, Giver continues to have a chance? So um, definitely very, very like, supportive of the company and involved when they can be. But, um, you know, they the, their path took them on a different direction, and it was a very, uh, you know, big change, but um, one that everyone has been uh, on great terms with.
1: Awesome. Cool. So, stepping away from sort of the organization structure of the business, you know, and I know Giver has quite a few products now. Specifically talking, I guess, about the Four Seasons um, Giver glove. what was the mm-hmm. development process like? Testing? How many iterations and prototypes did you guys go through to really get what you have now? For sure. So, uh, we've been,
0: uh, I'll step back even a little bit further, um, within about the first year of starting the company, um, we were testing out some all leather insulated gloves that were kind of a, a multifunctional, um, you know, all purpose glove that were was like tough and that uh, you could pretty much use it for anything, whether it was skiing or yard work or shoveling snow. Uh, so the classic glove, as uh, it has been termed, um, we started Selling that and producing those, um, and they've done super well. Uh, we, we do the uh, the branding here in the office, um, and again, uh, you can get the initials branded on them the same as for the Four Season gloves. Um, but those continue to pick up, uh, you know, uh, very you know passionate uh, customers and very dedicated that they just loved them. Uh, but we started to notice that, like, hey, th- these do have some limitations. While they're great overall glove uh you know we had people saying hey i wish they were a little more equipped for like heavy snow like you know three feet of powder or a right. little more equipped for like sub-zero temperatures or um just a little beefier like a, a waterproofing uh system that was you know that could truly handle like a downpour or dipping your hand in the water so at that right. point which was about two years ago now uh, we started looking at designs and what elements we could put together uh, to create this glove. Um, and it, it took two years. Uh, we went through a ton of different manufacturers and, and you know, again, kind of learning the process all over again Was saying, hey, we, we want to create this. What steps do we need to do to make that happen? Um, and I would say uh, we learned a ton, uh, some I would call mistakes, and then some kind uh, of lessons of the business that um, we just we we had to go through the motions and and figure it out. And we were limited in obviously in in cash as well as um, you know our ability to produce. You know, some manufacturers say, "Yeah, we can make twenty thousand of those, and this is what it's going to cost." And like, ah, oh, that's too bad because we can't do that. Uh, but the, <laughs> the slow development of the four season glove is, is kind of what enabled, you know, five, we had five different prototypes, uh, that really, you know, extended that timeline to say, okay, this is what we really liked about this prototype. Uh, let's, let's change this and let's change that. And then, you know, let's see what the next iteration looks like. And over those five prototypes, you know, ended up being probably 12 months or so, uh, we were able to really dial in The relationship with the manufacturer as well as, uh, the, the aspects of the glove that were really important to us and to our community, um, that we, you know, we weren't going to launch a glove until, uh, we nailed those things. Um, and so after that, uh, we got our fifth prototype last October and the timing was perfect to beat the heck out of it with, you know, hunting and fishing around here. As well oh, yeah. as you know the, the winter season kicking off um, and then the ultimate testing ground I have found has been uh, I work a part-time job up at the Jacksonville Airport um, and uh, I'm, I'm a ramp agent so I get to handle baggage as well as equipment and planes and de-icing and, and a lot of jobs that are hand-intensive and that can just chew gloves apart so that was an awesome opportunity for testing, and, and the goal was as soon as we could, you know, beat the heck out of them and say that yes, these actually are some of the best hand gloves we've ever seen. Um, that's what we had to prove before um, we could do anything with them. And so that final prototype, uh, and then starting the conversation of like, hey, this Kickstarter would be you know, is like the crowdfunding and and kickstarter were created for exactly the spot that we're in like we're we're really pushing for every inch and like this would be a really neat way for us to present a product that we've been you know working on for two years that we're really pumped about and that we you know um, we're just so darn excited to to you know put
1: out in the open that's awesome so Tell me a little bit more about running a Kickstarter. Like um, you guys had an incredibly successful campaign, of raising over two hundred twenty-four thousand dollars. You know, can you can you sort of walk me through the process? What what did, what what made you guys decide to go with the platform? Which I guess you sort of touched on already. And how mm-hmm. what was your strategy that made it so successful?
0: Um, both great questions. So we uh, the original kind of idea. Um, it didn't really hit us until I've had some awesome professors here in Jackson, uh, Liza and Sandy with the Startup Institute that um, are, we've continued to work with. It, it was a uh, class I took about three years ago, a kind of condensed entrepreneurship uh, experience, 10 weeks that um, launched kind of Giver and myself into a different level of operation. But continue to meet mm-hmm. with them um, and they're great resources for pushing us as well as, like, ensuring that, uh, you know, that, that uh, we're always looking forward and keeping ourselves accountable. But uh, she had mentioned it. Uh, Liza, one of our teachers, was like, hey, have you ever considered Kickstarter? Um, and started to look into it a little bit more and was like, well, this actually is, you know, this is perfect. So uh, at that point, we really started to dive in to learn as much as we possibly could about the platform and the potential for the gloves to launch and in that process um, got linked up with a company called Launchgreen based out of San Diego that uh they were just forming their company as far as being a, a crowdfunding accelerator so focused on partnering up with companies that were um trying to launch a product and launch a campaign and making sure that the you know both both parties were uh, aligned and then uh at that point in the fall we we met up with them and Everything sounded great. They were super hungry to uh, be jumping in, and obviously we, uh, we knew what we could do if we did it just on our own versus if we got some outside help. At that point, it was myself and my cousin, Daniel, uh, holding down the fort here in the Gibber office. So um, while very able-bodied and hardworking people, uh, we knew that you know, there was only so much that two people could do, while also running the day-to-day business. So um, partnering up with LaunchBoom was a huge step and a, and a great chance for us to really go all in uh, for the Four Season Gloves and, and as a company to really take uh, take a chance, but also you know put ourselves out there
1: to to reach a new level. So tell me a w- more about LaunchBoom. What, what exactly does they help you with? And, well, you say they're a, an accelerator, correct? So for our listeners... Yep. And explain exactly what what that is. Mm-hmm. So um, more or less, uh, you go into a
0: partnership um, to basically uh, they have a team that they have a ton of knowledge and background experience, um, and more or less, it's like taking a megaphone to what you're trying to do. So their right. their whole game plan is like, all right, how do we how do we make this this presentation CRISPR, how do we make it um, you know, how do we help you dial in exactly the aspects that you want to share with the crowdfunding community? How um, you know how can we make an awesome video? Uh figure out all the details of things that can it can make or break a campaign, as well as finding out the best way to get the word out to uh you know the the thousands of people out there who would be super excited about a glove like this like how do we connect with them? And how do we connect with them efficiently and get them to be aware of our campaign? Um, So that, I mean, those are just a few of the things uh, that they would help with, Um, in addition to just like keeping a timeline of, you know, this is when we wanna get this done and establishing like what what our biggest priorities were for the campaign and and for the product itself. Cool, interesting. Um, I'm sure you got so that one yes, uh, an incredible amount. Uh, another a way I like to describe uh, launch boom and kind of that philosophy is you know if you want to go out fishing on your own, uh, this would be the equivalent of if we were gonna run a Kickstarter on our own. You know, you go to a foreign area and like you take a fishing pole and a couple worms and bobber and just like have fun with it and see what happens. But if you want to go say catch you know, A a certain species, or you really want to like catch fish, whether it be you know freshwater or ocean, whatever it is, going with a guide is the way to do it. If if something's unfamiliar to you, like you're only going to be able to do so much, and you might get super lucky and catch the fish of a lifetime, but in choosing to go with a guide, all of a sudden you have this incredible amount of knowledge in this partnership where you've got multiple people working on something and, and increasing your chances of. Of uh, accomplishing what it is you're trying to accomplish in this case if we didn't want to if we were just like hey let's just have fun with Kickstarter and see what we can raise with this product doing it on our own would have been totally fine but we were very excited to you know put the hammer down and really see how how many people we could reach with this because again we were very confident and very excited about this product so it was a great way to to uh, partner up with uh, an organization that was talented, and knowledgeable with uh, the whole scene.
1: That's really awesome. Um, What would you say is something unique that no one knows about you, one of your products, or your business, and how would you say this differentiates you from other lifestyle brands out there? For sure. Um, I would say um, a lot of what we do...
0: Well, I guess I'll give two answers to that. So differenti- differentiating our business is, you know, we, I said in the beginning that we started off with bare bones um, and our goal or our really only way that we could make it is like if people connected with our brand in our company because um, we sure didn't have like outside funding or, um, you know, a ton of experience or any experience <laughs> in the industry. Uh, but we knew that we had to, had to fight for, you know, every T-shirt sale. And we knew that right. Right in trying out a new product, we really had to ensure that it was going to be something that people liked or that met a need or that connected them with the giver philosophy because if we launched a product that was a total flop, like that that pretty much would have been the end. Um, so I would say, you know, having our hands in pretty much every part of the business since the beginning um, and, and truly... Me handling everything from the shipping and the branding of these gloves. I've I've branded probably like seven thousand gloves or seven thousand pair at this point, which I love. Some people think I'm crazy, and maybe I am, but uh, <laughs> I, I love doing it. And you know, just you know, we could have paid someone to do almost every step of the way uh, of our growth as a business, but in doing it, it was the only way we could do it is taken on ourselves, but also the amount that we learned and, you know, embodied our philosophy of choosing to give life your all, that was in pursue your passion and, and give it 110%. That's what we were living out, what we were, you know, promoting and putting out there. So doing all the steps uh, and learning sometimes the hard way, uh, you know, over a course of time, we learned a ton and uh, having our hands on every single aspect of the business from, social media, to the website, to fulfillment, to any kind of marketing efforts. Um, you know, it, it was a lot, has been a lot of work, but uh, we've learned an incredible amount. Um, so I'd say that's, that's unique. Um, I would say the the origin of, I, give, I mean, the two products in particular, the, the four season gloves, I just kind of explained like, how that evolved over time, uh, that, that uh, it wasn't so much, hey, let's create something that someone else has already made, but it's like, how can we take what we've done and had great connection and success with, and like make it better? So like that sense of innovation, with without like a very strict timeline, uh, as well as, as creating things that are multifunctional, um, like that that aspect of, of a glove that can do it all. For the most part, you know, it's not like you might not use to climb Everest or to trek across Antarctica. But, you know, that's a, that's kind of a separate category. But for the most part, these will, this will cover all that uh, that people would want to do in it's in a, a kick-ass club at the same time. Um, I, one other example would be um, we call them the river runner net koozies that we make. Um, and those evolved from I used to stitch together a koozie with a uh, fly fishing lanyard from my cousin who's a, a river guide here in Jackson. And, um, him and then a, a couple other buddies and, uh, over time, like they loved them. but I, I'm not very good at stitching. So it kind of looked, uh, junior varsity, <laughs> but, uh, over time, we're like, Hey, there's gotta be a way to make uh, a neck koozie that allows you to keep a beverage around your neck when you're fishing, canoeing, kayaking, in a paddle boarding, you know, grilling. I mean, there's more uses <laughs> than we originally thought for a neck koozie. And so taking Thanks. that kind of prototype and kind of like do it yourself mentality and saying, all right, well, let's just make this happen. Let's see, let's see what it takes. Um, and that product has since been one of our best sellers and, um, you know, it, to see it progress from, from, my, uh, my B minus or C plus level sewing, uh, to what it is now <laughs> has been, a, it's an awesome thing to witness.
1: That, that's really awesome. I think one of the things that makes you so successful a giver is the fact that, like you keep saying, you live the business. You are Mm. a giver. You know what I'm saying? And I think that gives you another level of creativity and really being able to figure out what goes into creating the best possible product, whether it's the gloves or the Nekuzzi or whatever it is that you guys have in the pipeline for the future. I think that's that has a lot of value. I think that's that's definitely a leg up in um, the industry compared to a lot of businesses. Um, yeah, that's that's really awesome. So you touched on this a little bit with uh, having a mentor, but I kind of want to dig a little deeper. Who, who has mentored you and how have they helped you build Giver into what it is today? That is a great question. Um
0: I would say, I mean, just as you were mentioning, like living out the lifestyle, you know, choosing to give it your all, and like uh, pursuing our passions. And um, my, I mean, between my father and my uncle, my grandfather, um, you know, a lot of influences in my family, always pushing to learn something new, whether it be, hey, go, go learn how to fly fish, or go, like, let me show you how to turkey hunt. Um, let me. Let me teach you what you know. This is all about um, just like an openness and a willingness to share. And um, I would say, that, like at, at the foundation of giver and, and myself, that that kind of constant pushing uh, to try new things and really get out there and challenge myself. Uh, I mean, from the very beginning, that's been a huge influence. Um, as far as for the business itself, all, all those. Uh, family members I just discussed have been super supportive. Um, and, uh, you know, they, that I'm not going to say that they have never said, that sounds a little crazy. All odds are against you. But you know what? Yeah. It doesn't sound like I'm going to talk you out of it. So we're, we're all in for you. Um, but I would say that the community here in Jackson has been, um, you know, incredibly supportive, um, to a degree that I, I just never would have anticipated. Uh, you know, willing to share, um, you know, hey, I know a vendor or a manufacturer in this place, you should talk to them, or oh, you know who you need to have a, a beer with is this guy, because you know, they started a company, a clothing company in the 90s here, like, you definitely talk with them, like, they'd love to, you know, share whatever information they could um, and then, you know, I, I would say that just continues to build um, in, in the network of of those willing to share and offer advice and, uh, you know, willing to help the little guy. It's, uh, it's been right. awesome. Um, and, and I think the more and more we push forward, um, you know, the more that, uh, folks are willing to, uh, pitch in, you know, I think they, they see the fight and they see the hunger for, for making what could be called impossible possible. And they like to
1: see that fire in a, uh, in an entrepreneur. That's awesome. It's definitely encouraging that community, which you're definitely building with with Giver. What what would you? What would is your commitment to sustainable manufacturing and just, um, uh, yeah, anything related to um, Giver? For sure. Um, So for certain things, uh, certain products, I guess we we've
0: had the ability to choose. You know, okay, do we want to do Uh, a synthetic, or do we want to do an organic cotton, or do we want to use a a resource that's, you know, more uh, renewable, like bamboo, Um, and when we've had the chance and the opportunity, it's been, like, an awesome discussion, because it's like, well, we could make uh, it out of this, and it would be cheaper, or it would be faster, or whatever, Um, but a lot of times what it has come down to, starting so bare bones, is, like, we either can make a t-shirt or we can't make a t-shirt and the type of t-shirt we're going to be able to make like we really don't have much of a choice other than we have enough money to buy 24 t-shirts and so the right. limitations and the luxury i don't know if that's the right word but the the opportunity to select um you know um you know the very, like very uh, detailed channels of production and manufacturing and sourcing um have not been, especially in the beginning, uh, something that was present. Um, and that's just a reality in that, you know, we'd love to fly to wherever or meet the farmer who harvested the cotton that's part of our shirt, but we were just trying to, you know, get if we, if we could make 20 shirts, like, that'd be great, but we, we definitely don't have the resources or time after a third job to, uh, to figure that out. But since then, it's been great to learn more, and as we progressed and we start to get a little bit more leeway and understanding of, like, you know, we can actually choose between a couple uh, manufacturers um, or a couple designs, um, that's really just starting to come into play now, and it's, it's tremendously exciting that it's like we can finally, you know, not muscle our, our way into anything, but we... We have enough of a quantity and enough of a following that we can produce at levels that we can make those types of decisions.
1: That's really awesome. Now, I know a big theme throughout Giver is really the culture of the uh, of the organization. Can you tell me a little bit about how that operates? You know, in sort of the day to day with your team. You know, what what does your team consist of? Uh, Do you guys have an office? How do you promote the uh, give her uh, your all lifestyle or just message throughout your your business? Mm-hmm. um so I'd say the well I guess the our current location
0: we're in a a fantastic garage office here in Jackson. Uh, I currently live above the office um, and it is uh, in the quintessential uh, you know. You know, IBM or Apple started in a garage, and, you know, some of those stories may or may not be true, but uh, the picture that you have in your head of a garage with, like, 70s carpet and stuff kind of everywhere, but somewhat organized, that, that's what we've got going on, and, like, couldn't be more psyched about it. Um, you know, the the setup is, um, it, I'm going to call it organized chaos, um, but... It's what we're able to do and you know, we could have we'd have spent, you know, the little bit of money we had on getting some like Posh office, but like that's not what's gonna make our company do great or not. Like the vibe in the office is awesome. And we get people in the community to come by, friends and family to come help out. Um, you know, the uh there's a lot of a lot of things that have to get done and people are psyched to come check it out and see what, what the scoop is and Find ways that they can help. So, uh, with, with having other jobs, um, that, that's kind of been a theme since the beginning that, you know, to start from within with very little money, uh, you gotta, you gotta have some ways to kind of, uh, pay the bills. And so I'd say it has been a struggle and, um, the, the mentality of giving it 110% has often been reflected in, you know, working at the local restaurant and learning what it is to serve tables or bartend, um, right. or working at the local airport and finding ways to, like, make that work and then having some weird schedules where, you know, having a team meeting at, at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning is probably not your average uh, company <laughs> team meeting time, but right, for a little while there, that's what worked for us, and so you bet your ass we were all here at 6 a.m., and we take care of business and then, you know, um, continue to work throughout the week. So definitely that like that, that hunger and that like belief in what we we're doing, uh, would power us through some tough times of not sleeping a whole lot. But again, the excitement and the energy that comes from someone that comes to the office and says, I can't wait to help out. Cause like finally get about, buy my first giver t-shirt or, you know, the picture they send of them on top of a mountain you know, high-kicking with their giver gloves on. Like, that—that that is what fuels the fire. And because people can sense, they know that we're busting our butts. And, like, sometimes it's unfortunate that we can't be out and about all the time or that you know, I'd love to ski every day in the winter, but the reality is I'm pretty psyched to be doing what we're doing. And right. you sometimes you're going to make sacrifices. And, like, um, I'd say lucky to be here in Jackson where there's a ton of, of really fun things to do and really fun and supportive people, um, and so that you know that's definitely been a part of what we have going on. And some friends or family have been super accepting of like, oh, okay, well you <laughs> you are 100 percent dedicated to your jobs and giver, and I get that, um, but you know it can it can be a struggle at times.
1: For sure, for sure. How many people are currently on on the team?
0: Uh, we currently have three of us on the team. Uh, and then we'll have uh, another intern joining us later on this summer, um, which is exciting.
1: That's awesome. Right, you definitely touched on this with um, the last question, but to be a little bit more specific, what would you say is the one of the hardest parts about starting Giver? Mm,
0: the hardest part, I would say... Um, mm, I guess the kind of the, the time commitment, um, you know, to say, hey, I'm in the beginning stages, it's, it's tough because you don't have much to show. You, we bust our bus for like three months and like really proud of the website we presented and what we were able to accomplish. But, you know, in the beginning stages of learning an industry and a business like, you know, you got to you got to do a lot of walking before you're going to even think about jogging. So, like, three months, didn't translate to, like, oh, my gosh, a whole new product line and a new catalog. Like,
1: we had (laughs) had to
0: work really, really hard just to get a couple of T-shirts and hats. Um, Right. And so it was tougher in the beginning stages because all of a sudden, you know, I was the guy that loves to go fishing or hiking or would love to take families out on the river or, um, you know, go out on adventures all the time. And now I was choosing to to be – in front of a computer or having meetings and, and doing these things that, that didn't really have much to show. Um, right. Oh, and I think that's pretty common in startups that like when you make a commitment to it, that the initial shock is like, well, what the heck? Like wh- why don't I ever see you anymore? Or, um, you know, relationship struggles that are very real. Um, you know, that is like a big adjustment. Um, now I'd say later on, uh, for, Fast forward four years, uh, there's still very much, you know, that struggle of balancing the other things in your life and uh, also um, being 100% dedicated to the company. But I would say the, the ability and, you know, to, to I guess there's more that is apparent or visible to an outsider to say like, oh, I, I see what you've been working on and, you know, what we can accomplish in a month now versus a month Four years ago, you know, it's very different, and uh, again, just comes from you know, uh, like marathon training. You can't just like get up and run a marathon. You got you got to work on it. Um, so it is great that there's you know the the support and the ability to or need for help from others in the community, as well as um, you know a larger presence and uh, you know a community that is uh, all across the USA and 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 far beyond.
1: That's really awesome. And I think you bring up a great point. It, people have no, you anyone has no idea what, how much work is involved in starting a business. And when I first mm-hmm. when I first got started, so I I, I guess it's like seven years ago now, I started, I originally wanted to start a uh, key company that designed and built keys. And we were going to introduce a line um, of product. We are going to do like three or four different models. We spent about uh, two years building and designing in uh, my basement, and we put up, like, one of those, like, easy constructible buildings in my uh, best friend's backyard, (laughs) totally wrecked in my parents' backyard, and just was (laughs) walking around it. We would spend spend countless hours, and, um, you know, our friends would be like, "Um, where did you guys go? (laughs) We're just uh, working, trying to get this thing going, and, uh, you know, that was seven years ago, and it's still, like. You know, we've had a few things in between, and now we have Ready Yeti, and, and it's just like it, you have—you have no idea how much work goes into it, and it's a very humbling yeah. experience. A very humbling experience. Yeah, you and, go on, and even
0: even when you, uh, my guess is, when your you know friends and fan would ask like, like, what are you doing all day? And if you okay. even like start, you're like, they're like, wait, so. So you're just like writing some emails and then like doing some design. Like that's it? Like that's taking you that long? And you're like, oh, there's more to it. And uh, <laughs> you know, you can't just come in and I'll show you everything. Like you get to a point where like, I'm having to bust my butt and learn a ton. Like being yeah. in school while, while also like trying to figure out how to take a vision and bring it to life. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I, I feel you
1: 100% there. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and it's nothing that you're taught in school. Like, like you know, when you're in the thick of it with starting a business, you like, I have the constant thought of, like, why the hell didn't they teach me this in school? <laughs> like, yeah. there's so many practical things that I'm like, I really, like, this would have been incredibly valuable to anyone, not just to someone who wants to start a business. Um but sure. Yeah, no, I. I and, so, and and you're right. There are so many people who are like. So what do you what do you do all day? Like you just uh, like with Reddit, like so you just uh, send out emails, promote giveaways. I'm like, yeah, that's all we do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, no don't,
0: I don't have the time. I don't have the time to explain it right now. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel yeah on that. I think, um, but I do. I, I think, and I'm not sure if your scenario has been the same. But as you as you continue to be dedicated to it, because I think people have a short patience for, hey, I'm going to go learn to do this, and I'm going to be really into it, right. and then, like, you change that every two weeks. It's like, okay, I've, I've heard this story before. But I think after, like, truly dedicating, and then when they hear, I think, when you talk about it and you share when you accomplish something or you you make you get over a hurdle that you actually have something to, to share with them, like you're not talking about it like you're you know a boring dinner conversation. You know, freaking jacked up, and you're like, "This is what we did," and like that type of passion and that type of excitement right, right. and like and like just unfiltered energy doesn't come from oh, I'm I'm getting paid and so this is my job and this is what I'm doing. Right. Like it's it's a different a different vibe, um, but also right. one that makes you do crazy things.
1: <laughs> this is so true. Yeah, it's the whole idea of building something that's bigger than yourself that you feel is making a huge impact or has and a huge impact and and, and seeing yourself slowly get to it because <laughs> it's never yep. quick. Yeah, slow, slow pace. No, I mean if it was
0: quick and easy, everyone would do it. But not. But it is an appreciation for the journey, and I think, yeah, as you said. You're connected to it and you believe in it and beyond yourself that it has the ability to make this world a better place, to make people smile and make people psyched and to, to get that energy, uh, whether it's for going out and shredding the mountain with these like badass skis that you've made or um, that you're connecting people to businesses and companies that like they might not have been exposed to and you get to hear these stories and like be in this
1: awesome space. Like, that, that's what it's all about. Oh, I agree completely. Like, having this conversation with you and learning about your business, like, it, it, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's so fascinating to hear people's stories because they're all different. They're all so different in, like, the backgrounds, where they came from, you know, and how crazy it came to be that they're doing what they're currently doing, you know. I just, I think it's so yeah. fascinating.
0: Um, yeah, there's, there's no, it's not a repeat story ever. Although there are repeat, uh, repeat um, crossroads that, uh, or I guess points along the way that that uh, similar scenarios of when things are really oh, yeah. tough or when, when uh, you know founders get in disagreements and
1: all that right. kind of thing. Yeah, that that you're right, and that's where mentors really come in handy in having people who lived it before. Help guide you so you don't, you don't make the same mistakes. Yep. Speaking of mistakes, <laughs> what would you say sure. um, have been some of the biggest mistakes that you have made with Giver? Ooh, big mistakes. I think.
0: Uh, I think in the beginning stages, and I not uh, I guess the first thing I wouldn't call it a mistake, but um, not knowing what we're getting into, uh, the not really understanding all the aspects and like how much work was going to go into it and the timeline in which we could get you know that done like how quickly can we go to school learn all this and then actually put it into play uh, I wouldn't say it was a mistake necessarily but um, it was a uh, I, I guess we underestimated um, but because it was the start it, it was like well we're gonna start when we're gonna when we finally get it done so Let's just keep at it. Um, but I think we're kind of being humbled by it, wow. You you got to really do a lot to to get an online retailer up and running and get all the the boxes checked before you can do anything. Um, right. Other other mistakes, I would say. Um, hmm. Ah. Uh, I mean, I'm scanning through a list of, of a good number of mistakes. Uh, but, um, I guess, uh, I, I might even call them learning lessons as opposed to mistakes. And right. I'd say part of, part of our, uh, growth process, you know, over time was like assuming that we were, we were all on the same page with like how much time we were going to put into, uh, into giver. And so we right. learned over time that like, you know, that changes like when, you know, Jed and his girlfriend, they they were moving back to Boston, like things are going to change, and that uh, we learned very quickly early on that like you have to always have open channels of communication because things like that are going to come up, and you're, you're not always going to be on the same page, and expectations and responsibilities will change. Um, so learning that early on at the help of some mentors as well as a few <laughs> scenarios where it was like, oh, oh, shoot, I didn't know that you'd feel differently. Um I would say we we definitely learned from that, and that was great to learn that as early as possible. Um, I would say other mistakes, um, you know, we've taken on, I think, in our hunger for, the er, in the earlier days, um, you know, it was pretty much like anything we had to do to, you know, like there were some times where we didn't really have much at all in the bank account, so... You know, if we could sell one more T-shirt, that'd be sweet. Uh, we took on some right. some custom projects with other companies that, um, you know, basically they would say what they were looking to do, and we'd say, yes, like, we'll figure it out. We'll make some T-shirts for you. Um, and I right. think I, I would call that uh, we did make some mistakes in that front because it was a relatively new space for us and not truly understanding, you know, how that type of relationship works. And, um, you know, there were times where we knocked it out of the park for them, um, but also times where it came back to bite us in the ass where, you know, shoot, we, we uh, you know, they're not happy with the product. And our one thing, we're going to do anything possible to make sure that our customers or people we work with are happy. Like we want to treat people the exact same way that they want to be treated. You, Everyone's been like, uh, you know, a fast one pulled on them by a company that doesn't on our warranty or doesn't treat them like people. Right, And so we said from the beginning, that's, that's not how we're gonna do it. Like, yeah, long term or short term, like it's gonna cost us money or, you know, we're gonna have to work really hard to figure it out. But like, that's not something that can be compromised. Um, so in a few circumstances with those custom projects and kind of being rookies to the game, but also hungry for, you know, any additional uh, capital inflow was gonna allow us to do so much more that we took on some projects that we probably shouldn't have, um, and in the end kind of <laughs> set us back. But, you know, that was, you know, we were in that together, and we learned a ton. Um, and while it was a struggle, um, you know, we started to really understand, like, okay, if it isn't something that, that we're really good at, and if it isn't something uh that, you know, is going to, that we can't set up an agreement where we know we'll, we'll hit the mark, then we can't do it. Um, and also that hunger for pretty much any outside kind of income, uh, you know, that I would say a learning lesson is doing those other things. Yeah, it might help us out with what was a very serious need for cash, but like all of a sudden we weren't working on the core of our business and the things that we were really good at. Right. Instead, we we wouldn't be where we are today, and if we hadn't have taken on some of those projects, um, so but but I do think that that starting off with just saying yes 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 um, that was uh, that was something we learned
1: quickly that to, to maybe maybe think about a little more before we said yes. All right. I think that's that's great advice. What would you? What advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business? Um, related that to or business in general. Uh, say that again. Were you said related to giver or just business in general? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: I would say the biggest thing, or two things, uh, and this is a lot of what I have learned and been kind of guided on um, in recent years uh, with these mentors and my professors here at Jackson. First off, is like what are you, with your business? What are your goals? Like, like truly sit down and write down and and like visualize. Like, what are your goals? Is your goal to start a you know say sixteen years old? I want mow lawns because I want to make some cash so that I can you know go and and go to movies and you know buy myself something that I want or have the you know hopefully get a car or whatever it is. Like your goals then are are you know. I want to start a business to learn what it's all about and then I want to make enough money to do the things that I want. Um but but in like a larger scale is like do you want to become a huge company? Do you want to be a small company? Do you want to produce many things? Do you want to do one thing? Do you want to be service uh really taking the time to visualize what your ideal life is like, you know, two, three, four, five years down the road because if you don't have, you know, the end destination or, or at least a good understanding of it and, like, really give it some context, then, you know, um, you're just kind of, you know, cruising around without a compass. Um, and that's not to say that, that that's not going to change over time, but unless you have, you know, that goal and the vision of where you're trying to get to, um, then it, it, you can easily lose track of what are your, you know, the core things that you're good at or the core things that you need to do, which is very much uh, happened to us, um, you know, in our our early stages, especially, and it's something that any business continues to work on. Like, where are we trying to get to? What are we trying to accomplish? That's um, not like a, a one and done type thing. But I think giving it, giving, making sure that you you take the time to say, "What am I trying to accomplish here?" Um, and the second aspect or, or piece of advice for someone trying to start a business is. Um, you know, it makes, if you truly believe in it, and if you truly feel so fired up and passionate that, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to change people's lives, you're going to make this, you're going to solve this problem for a person or a group of people. If, you, if you're passionate about it um, to the point where you, you can't stop thinking about it or you can't think of not doing that, Like that—that is the fuel that carries you through the tough times and the long nights or the the struggles and hiccups that you will undoubtedly run into. Um, Because when when you can't, you can't. The other thing I guess is you can't fake caring. Like you can say, "We're a company that believes in whatever," but like people, people are too sharp to like pick up or or not pick up on, on when it's genuine and when it's not. And the cool thing is when it is genuine, it's super easy because the way you talk about it is just talking. And the way you write in an email is you're, it's just, like, flowing out of you. But when it's not there, you I know, think really hard of, like, ah, how do I make this sound more like I'm psyched about it? Or, you know, it, it requires so much more energy and effort to, like, pretend like it is than, than just, like, it flowing out of you. Um, so that I would say... Is the, the second part of, of when you feel that, that, that is a really important part, uh, and also belief in what you're doing, um, to, to charge in to start your own company.
1: I think that's, that's great advice. And you're right, you need to have the passion for it. Um, and if you don't, you're gonna, you're gonna burn out or just not, you're not gonna put in the effort that's necessary to really make it, make it work. Mm hmm. And you know that Where? does that does go into like if
0: your goals are different, you know you might not have to be passionate about a certain project, right. but your goal is that you want to create something that you then sell or create something that um, you know you have kind of a different game plan. In um, certain aspects of business, may not require that heart and passion, but uh, in combining that with your goals, like things can be attainable. Um, it just kind of a different ballgame in that scenario.
1: Right. I agree with that completely. Where do you see Giver in the next year, five years, ten years? This is a great question. So
0: um, following the Kickstarter campaign, which we are uh, very, very, I mean, just couldn't be more proud of and psyched to have such a uh, supportive community. Um, You know, our goal is uh, to get you know, all these gloves out, and then continue to um, produce, you know, the best damn gloves ever in the four season gloves, as well as um, you know our core product line. Um, and our sights will be set on um, spending the time and 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 working as a team, developing our team to create innovative multifunctional products that are in this kind of outdoor lifestyle space. Um, the the cool part being that it's not limited. It's not, hey, we're we're just gonna do blank or we are looking to launch, you know, a clothing line that that goes every season. Uh, but more of like stepping way back and saying, let's do what we're doing right now really well, and then let's right. really infuse into our day to day and our week to week of let's let's solve some problems that there's there are plenty of things that we could create. What are, what are we going to be able to do that's going to, uh, benefit our customers that, that is multifunctional, reliable, um, and that, that, you know, is a product that helps to remind them of, of, you know, choosing to give life through all and the excitement that comes with that kind of pursuit. Um, so it's kind of open ended. We, I'd say there are plenty of things, uh, that we, are we're really, really excited to charge into? Um, but right now, the focus is with um, you know our customers and, and backers from Kickstarter, and making sure that we you know deliver on uh, you know our estimated shipping date of June, and making sure that they uh, they feel the love that they gave to us throughout the whole campaign. Um, and then you know down the road, uh, I, I think a big effort of ours while. It has been a part of our culture to, you know, work 80 to 100-hour weeks and work other jobs and, and be exhausted a lot of times uh, but still be <laughs> driven. I think, to as we are pushing forward to find ways and to creatively think about how, how we can we can, you know, appreciate those times but also, you know, look at it as, you know, I think we can continue to grow and do amazing things, but not necessarily have to, uh, you know, beat ourselves, uh, you know, down to the point of exhaustion. Uh, and so, like, we're just gonna have to get a lot smarter and, and, you know, work to, uh, develop a team that can really honor all of our, you know, core beliefs and also, um, you know, in, Make time for the the fun things that that we love to do outside of work, and uh, just having a, a more—I'm uh, going to say—balance, but I would say um, just more um, wholesome and, and, and uh, I guess, healthy lifestyle.
1: That's awesome. So currently, you still have a part-time job, correct? Yes. Yes. Do you That's see yourself the, uh, in the near future being able to focus solely on giver?
0: Um, I would say, so I actually, as much as, like, someone would look out the window of an airplane and see people throwing bags and be like, that looks miserable. Uh, okay. In a weird way, not even in a weird way, I, I dig it. Like, I love working with a team that we are faced with some pretty serious uh uh, elements of, of hot in the summer and crazy wind and cold in the winter uh, right. and working with planes and airline. I mean it's like fascinating uh, a little bit of the engineer comes out of me but it also just requires like just busting your butt um, and it's a great kind of balance at least for, for right now to uh, you know I love being on a computer and I love designing stuff and fulfilling orders but it's also uh, just a different vibe to be working with a team and, uh, and doing that kind of, that kind of job. So I will, I'll keep that. Um, the, the flight benefits that come along with it to allow me to visit my family <laughs> and friends is a huge bonus. Um, but I, but I did the job and I think, um, it, uh, I, I did have to step down from my, uh, the rendezvous bistro where I've been working here in Jackson. Um, I stepped down from there last fall after three years with them, because that that was like a big step to say I'm committing 100% to Giver, um, and so that was that was you know a big change uh, to take away the safety net and say, all right, now it's Giver and the airport. So that was a big step, and um, obviously put put everything we had into the Kickstarter campaign, and has allowed for you know Giver to to keep charging forward. So. Uh, down the road, things will definitely change. Um, but for right now, it's it's kind of a good balance of uh, still a lot of work, but um, I, it, I think it benefits uh, by having another job. It, it benefits giver and myself, especially.
1: That's really awesome, and You can you can hear how how passionate you are and how much you give it <laughs> every day Yeah. both of those jobs. That's really that's really awesome. What would you say is the best part about running Giver and having your own business?
0: Um, Well, I was talking about earlier, you know, that in the beginning stages, it was tough for people to know what the heck we were doing or what, you know, what resulted from all this work. Um, But over time, as we've, you know, been able to connect with more and more people, the, uh, the... uh, my favorite things, uh, I just received a text this morning from a friend that saw uh, outside of Denver, you know, a, a car with Texas plates that had a giver sticker on the back of it. And, oh, nice. you know, he texted me. He was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I saw this. Like, uh, <laughs> do you know this person? And, like, those types of things get me fired up. Um, and then there's more yeah. emotional things where, you know, a good family friend was going into, like, a, a really intense and, like, kind of scary surgery and, um, you know, it was very emotional and their family was worked up and scared. Uh, but she, she wore her giver shirt and, um, (laughs) and her, you know, her dad sent a picture and was like, she's going in for what is going to be, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen, but like, she's got the attitude of, you know, someone that can make it through anything and, you know, those types of things I'm like, heck yeah, like I, couldn't get more jacked up. Because, um, again, it's just that idea of, you know, the power of choosing to, to go into something with a certain attitude. Um, and, you know, my other buddy who's in dental school sent a picture, <laughs> the first time he did uh, anesthesia, which was a big step for him, you know, he was wearing his giver shirt that day and sent a picture. He's like, I'm just out here giving her in, in Missouri. And, like, you know, that's that type of thing or, um, you know that that's
1: that gets me fired up. That's awesome. That's really incredible. I think that's that's a great way to to end off the podcast. But before we we sign off, uh, I first want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us. But tell tell listeners where they can find out more about you and and Giver.
0: You bet. You bet. So uh, website we've had since the beginning is www.giver.com and that's spelled g-i-v-e-r.com. Unfortunately, you can't throw an apostrophe in uh, in a web address. Um, that's something we learned early on as well. <laughs> so the proper spelling of giver, as we have written it, is g-i-v- apostrophe. The dash is for the website. Uh, it has uh, actually we're going to have some new things coming out uh, next week and. Uh, tons of great pictures, and you can see the whole product line, ranging from shirts and hats uh, to our classic uh, leather gloves, and soon enough the four season gloves, and um, you know a whole bunch of awesome base layers and tank tops, and uh, you get a really awesome visual vibe of, of what Givers all about.
1: That's really awesome, and if you want the opportunity to win a pair of the four season Giver gloves, we're yes. doing Two sets on Ready Yeti, um, so head over to readyyeti.com and for your chance to enter to win. And with that, Bubba, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us. It really was an awesome experience to get to know you and uh, Giver. You bet, Josh. It's been a pleasure as well. I uh, Obviously, very excited about
0: uh, what we have going on here, and it's awesome to share it with, uh, with your community, and uh, we're psyched to be giving away pair of uh, or a couple pair of the four season gloves that are not available to anyone yet so um, looking forward to uh connecting
1: with that whole group awesome thanks hey radio podcast listeners if you enjoyed today's episode then i would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to itunes and leave us a quick review <laughs> This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Red Yeti Podcast. I'll catch you next week.